I got it. Thank you, Fred. I'll learn to get them, get that button down there turned on, leave it on. You know what I mean? If you have your Bibles with you, turn to Luke chapter two, verse thirty-nine forty. Um, I only have a couple of. Um, issues in my life that I have to deal with um, you know it's just uh, just a couple uh, don't talk to Phyllis Ann she'll tell you there's more than a couple but uh, one of them you know is singing I can't sing the other one is that I can I have a hard time with is is um, driving and I'm going to talk to you about that in a minute the reason I say that is that there's issues in our lives that we have to deal with you know characteristics that are are, are different than the little quirks that we all have um, is because the question I get to ask you a, a week early is um, how are you doing in your spiritual growth? You know, um, we went through another year and, and just the, and from Thanksgiving on, God has been blessing us to no end, you know, with the cantata and, and um, everything going on, Jackie sharing with us uh, the sign language um, to that song, uh, O Holy Night, and and um, just uh, we've been blessed out of our socks at times um, throughout this year, even in the midst of everything. We, uh, we have been um, touched by God's grace, by that Holy Spirit. And I just wondered, did we grow as we look back now? As we look back now, would we say to ourselves honestly that we're still the same person we was back then um, last year at this time? We didn't grow that much. We didn't seek to grow. We didn't look to grow in our walk with Christ, and things aren't they're pretty much mediocre, same as always. Isn't that a sad commentary when we think that? Uh, or did we grow? Did we grow? I, 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 uh, I grew simply because I took four seminary classes this, this uh, 2021. Took four seminary classes, and, and all of them were... Uh, dealing with um, teaching God's Word because I hope to get it down right one day. And it's one of the gifts that I want to always continue to work on. And so uh, I, I think I grew that way. I think I grew in my, in my love to, to you folks and to Phyllis Ann and to my kids and, and, um, and to our granddaughter. I, I, don't know, I don't know, but my son kept saying yesterday, and uh, I pinned him down, and I said, uh, Sarah, he kept saying yesterday, what this family needs is more grandchildren. Because <laughs> she was getting way too much, you know what I mean? And, and I thought he was saying that Sarah was pregnant. <laughs> but he said, no, Dad, she's not pregnant. <laughs> okay. I should have asked him that. But, but uh, it was a lot of fun. We had a good time. Um, the, the key point is every... Every year in our life as we look back over where we were and looking ahead to 2022 already, you know, uh, it's coming, I think, real quick. Like the end of the week, you know, uh, it's going to be coming real quick. It's, it, it's flying by. And in the midst of that, that quickness, the question always should, we should be asking ourselves, are we growing in Christ? Are we becoming, becoming more and more like him? So that when people look at us, they don't really see the little quirks that we have. They don't see the struggles that we, they don't see the inadequacies that we carry around with us. What they see is uh, a love of God in Christ that says to them there's hope. 
that says to them there's peace in the midst of everything that they're going through, there can still be joy, and that love is to be given so freely. Well, today I want to I want to share with you in Luke chapter um, two, verse thirty-nine and forty. Just the, these two verses have such power behind them, and uh, actually it's in verse forty uh, about Jesus and um, our response. Okay, so let's look at that um, that scripture together. It goes like this: When they finished everything. Joseph and Mary. When they finished everything required by God in the law, they returned to Galilee and their own hometown of Nazareth. There, the child. The child grew strong in body. Now look at that. The child grew strong in body, wise in spirit, and also the grace of God was on him. And then if you read the rest of the story, the next part of that chapter, you see uh, Jesus going off and being with his friends and Joseph and Mary are going home. Remember the story? And they came back and found him in the temple at 12 years old. Mm. This is the word of God, my friend, for all of his people. Okay, let me share with you just three thoughts out of that scripture. in my mind makeup, uh, as I read God's Word now, I, I have a hard time just reading the Word. As I was reading this, this Word here, um, I, I got a three-point sermon. I can't read it just to read it, because my mind's going, okay, what can I share from the Scripture? So here it is, that it would help us if we are intent on growing in 2022. And, and I, want you to, I want you to hear this. It has to be an intentional thing on our part. Am I right, Pastor, saying that? Pastor Patty Joe? It, it has to be intentional on our part. It just doesn't come by osmosis. You know? I've tried to become a car because I have one in the garage. I should be able to go out there and become a car. But I can't. And so we can't do that neither. Just because our grandparents or somebody else or we go to church on Sunday or we do this or we do that, that that's not what it's all about. It's much more in-depth than that of growing in Christ. And I want to try to help us value um, that growth that we should desire to have in our hearts so that the mediocrity can go away. Go away, that commonplace stuff. We need quit being commonplace about everything. Here's the first one. If you listen to the scripture really closely, I think we need to value progress more than we do movement. Now, now let me explain that to you. We need to value progress in our lives more than movement. And, and uh, I, I've been pondering this um, since Tuesday um, and wondering how do I, how do I uh, approach that? And, and, of course, my driving came up. I, I have this terrible problem that if I'm sitting still, nothing's happening. There's no progress in my life. So I do everything to avoid. Philistine just goes nuts, and the kids said, you know. Uh, they, uh, you know, I, I, how far do I live from the church? A half a mile? Is it that long? Less than that. It takes me about a minute to get here. So as I'm coming down 301, 
coming down here, and I'm, I come down past forest, you know, and if I look up and there's four or five cars trying to get on the circle, and they're all stopped, I have a hard time with that. So you know what I do? I turn left on Church Street. Well, I don't want to sit there and wait, you know, a whole, like, five seconds. So I turn left on Church Street, and then I go, and I, you know, you think you'd turn at that first street there, where Patty Joe lives, you know, what's that, you know, and turn right and go down and turn right again. No, 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 I go clear down to the next stop sign because I want to go by the dairy owl, in case they open up <laughs> at 9 o'clock in the morning. But I have time to pray for the Baptist church. I have time to pray for the policemen there, you know. And then I pray for the hardware. And then I turn right. And guess what's going on when I turn right? I'm telling you. I don't make any time up, but at least I'm moving. Do you understand the whole concept? It gets worse than that. I, we were going to breakfast the other morning. I told Paul about this. He, he, Paul just rolls his eyes. I, 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 went, I was going to breakfast, and I missed Parsons because I was out in Never Never Land. That's what Phyllis always is concerned about. That I go out into Never Never Land, forget where I'm at, don't know how I got where I, I got, you know. And, and uh, she says, if you run into a big lake, turn around. <laughs> and if you hit a big river, turn around. That's my directions. So I'm going up there, and I miss Parsons, and, and then I come to this other road, Bank, and I thought, well, okay, I'll turn here on Bank, and, and I'll turn right, because it only turned right off of 301, right? So I turned right, and I go over there, and, and I come to Indian Hollow, and, and I turn my blinker light on, and I turn left, and, and, and um, go up to, um, um, you know, Butternut Road. And I say to myself, if I turn right here, I know that I can make it to Grafton, but I have no idea where I'm at. So you know what I do? I do the, I, Kim, are you ready? I do the... Worst thing for a man to do, I turned around in that circle right there, that four-way stop sign. I turned around, went south, and hit uh, Parsons Road at the stop sign, turned left, and uh, all was happy. I, I was good. My life was, the drama was past. I don't even want to talk to you about, you know, turning around. That was probably one of the first times I've ever turned around. But the mistake that I think I'm trying to tell you is that we think that moving thinks when we're moving, we're making progress. And most of the time when we're moving, we're making no progress. Amen? Are you with me on that? <laughs> we need to hear what, the, what the, God's Word says. This child grew and became strong. Jesus had to grow. He, uh, he came down and, and uh, he had a, 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 great, a great journey in front of him. And if he would have just stayed a child or stayed in a framework of being a child, and his mind would have never grown, his heart would have never grown, we would never have heard him sit down in the temple and pick up the book of Isaiah, uh, chapter 61, and look at all those that were sitting around him and, said, and read to them the prophecy about this person who had the book in their hand, the scroll in their hand. He said, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. Listen to this. Anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. To proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of 
of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve. Now, I want to tell you what. He couldn't stay a child, amen? To do all that, he had to do more than we could ever imagine. And, and I think Jesus always focused on the progress, not the movement. Not the movement. Even when he looked at his mom and dad and said, what are you looking for me for? You know what I have to do. And then we hear Mary pondered these things that he said to her all the time. The rest of his life, she pondered them. I think he focused on the results of everything and not just the progress, not just motion, you know. In order for us to thrive, I think, in 2022, we need to realize that being busy isn't good enough. We were busy in 2021. We were busy in 2020, 2019. Maybe all of our life we've been busy doing things but making no progress in our, in our heart. Remember that up here? It's all good up here. There's nothing wrong with that. But if it's not down here, that's what I'm talking about. Let me explain it to you this way. I don't know if it makes any sense or not. But a guy was watching these two city workers one time. He was watching them, and they were digging. Uh, one guy was digging a hole, a big hole, and um, on, the, on the street line, you know, the tree line. He was digging a hole, and as soon as he dug the hole, this other guy filled it in. And it was a big hole. It took him a little while to do that. And he was watching them, and they did two or three of them, and finally he couldn't take it, and he walked over, and he said, can you guys tell me what you're doing? They said, yeah, we're planting trees. The guy looked at him and said, you're planting trees? I've seen you dig three holes. You haven't planted any trees. The guy looked at him. He says, yeah, that's right. We're usually people that have three of us here. I dig the hole. There's the guy that plants the tree, and then the other guy fills it in. Well, the guy that plants the tree is sick today. You all get that? Isn't that good? That's the way our Christian walk is, friends. I wonder, I just wonder how many times we go about in our lives and we're planting or digging holes and thinking we're planting trees, but nothing's growing. Nothing's there because it hasn't been put there. My goodness. We need to be all three of those people, don't we? We need to dig into God's Word be planted, you know, he told a parable about that. And then we need to harvest it. We need to, to be able to fill it back in and see the results of that. And that's difficult. Um, in our life, it's a crucial distinction between just being busy and having some process, progress in our lives. My goodness. My friends, I think if we listen to it real close, we need to hear the that uh, uh, movement's not enough. We need to be having growth in our lives, progress in our heart and in our walk with Christ. Let me give you a second thought that I see in this book, in this, in this verse, <clears throat> that will help us have some substance, powerful substance, in our life in 2022. We need to, um, <clears throat> this is going to be a difficult one, we need to value um, character more than reputation. And I think about that with young kids today, you know, um, uh, with um, our kids that are in confirmation, for example. They're not worried too much about character right now, but boy, they want to have a reputation. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? It's important, isn't it? 
it's powerful to have a reputation. Uh, and people, when they, when they mention your name, they, oh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. I know about them. Um, <clears throat> we think uh, um, that character um, uh, is not as, por- as important as reputation is. But I want to tell you that um, reputation is nothing more than who people think that you are, right? Where character is who you are when you're all by yourself. You get that? And it's not about who people say you are. Character is about who you say you are. And I think that's an important distinction. And I think we learn that. We learn that more powerfully than any place else in Jesus' life. Um, because, Because he had a reputation. If you didn't know that, Jesus had a reputation, and it wasn't always good. Wasn't, it wasn't always good at all. I remember when he went to um, um, Philip, and, uh, and Philip said that he found this guy, um, the Messiah, and told him that he was from Jesus. He was Jesus of Nazareth. And uh, I remember Nathaniel, do you remember? He looked up and he said, Nazareth, can anything good come from there? <laughs> you know, it's like us saying, I don't know if you know it, but in our state, the dividing line is Route 30. If you're above Route 30, you're good. If you're below Route 30, you're a hillbilly. (laughs) And you're crazy. You know, you're a ridge runner. It's a whole different mentality down there. Uh, The first time that I told somebody that I was going to um, Cambridge, Ohio, to, uh, um, not Cambridge, where was it? Uh, It's a town south of Cambridge. Caldwell. Caldwell. When I told them I was going to Caldwell, they all looked at me. All my pastor friends, you're going south of 30? I said, yeah, they have churches down there. <laughs> loved it. Loved it. Had a great time down there. <clears throat> and uh, Phyllis Ann and I had a great time at, at uh, uh, another church we went to down there, too. Anyways, can anything good? He had a bad reputation because he was from Nazareth. Nothing came out of Nazareth that was good. He also had a reputation uh, about his family. You know, people knew that his dad was not his dad, probably, and thought that there was something up with that. Who knows? But he was nothing more than a carpenter, you know? We put those people in place, don't we? And have them characterized or uh, uh, rationalized of who they are. And then thirdly, Jesus, um, his reputation was not good because of his own doing, you know. He, uh, <clears throat> he had a hard time with the Jewish laws. He had a hard time keeping them. He had a hard time with authority. He had a hard time um, uh, being who he was supposed to be as a Jewish leader. Matter, matter of fact, if you don't remember, he hung out with sinners an awful lot, which he should never have done. So he had a bad reputation. Um, but I need you to know, <clears throat> I need you to know that's what people all said about Jesus. I don't think he spent too much time there on his reputation. I don't think that's the character that he was building. I think what he was doing was um, um, building that character that, that talked about love and, and hope and joy and peace. Um, if you look at it in verse 40, he was filled with wisdom. 
Wisdom meant that he didn't care what other people said about him. He knew the difference between having a good reputation and having a great character. We need to grab hold of that today. We need to understand that it <clears throat> is more than what people think of us. I think I've said it to you a lot. I've said it to people all through my time in, in ministry. I don't care if you like me or not. I'm not concerned about you liking me. Amen? Do you, know, do you understand what I'm saying? I, I am concerned about you liking me, by the way. <laughs> but I'm not concerned if you like me or not, if you like what I'm saying. What I'm concerned about is whether I'm doing what I'm doing for the right reason, to be close to, to the king, the baby Jesus, the Lord who is with us. <clears throat> when I talk about character and reputation, I always think of Bobby Knight. Do you know Bobby Knight, uh, the basketball coach? His reputation was not good, was it? He had a terrible reputation. He was, he was uh, always mad, angry, throwing chairs, you know, beating up his players, bantering the referees, yelling about everything. Had a bad reputation. But not many people knew about his character. And his character was completely different than his reputation. And, um, and there's a story that's told um, by some people that know him well. Never came out in the news, never these kind of things, you know, these good things don't come out too often. But one time uh, he had won, uh, they had won the, whatever it is in basketball that you win everything, and he was the, the coach of the year that year. And he was going to get his awards for everything that he had done, and on the way to get there, where was he at? He was in Indiana, wasn't he? Yeah. On the way to get there, there was a terrible accident. And this man and woman were in an accident with a semi-truck. Um, hit him accidentally on the, uh, back, in the back end. Uh, and uh, and uh, the guy that was in the wreck um, felt somebody touch his hand and grab his hand and say, you're going to be okay, I'm going to stay right here with you until, until we get you to the hospital. And your wife is sitting over there and she's doing okay too. She's with my wife. And he, he said he looked up and, and, uh, and his eyes focused in on who was talking to him. And here was Bobby Knight. And he said, I couldn't believe it was Bobby Knight, the guy that, that doesn't care about anybody. And he said, you know, he never left our side. I don't think he made it to the um, award things and all that. Never left our side. And when they were in the hospital days later, he came to see him to see if they were okay. We don't know that about Bobby Knight, do we? that he had a character that uh, was compassionate and loving and kind. We just know that he was a violent person on the basketball court. Other than that, he wasn't. That's, that's the thing with us, you know. How do, when, people, when people look at us, the key that I, want, uh, I think we should have in every year of our life, but in 2022, we should have, when people look at us, they, they're not looking at that reputation. They're looking at the character of a Christian. And you know, the character of a Christian today needs a lot of work, doesn't it? Mm. Let me give you a third thing. We wanna, if we want to grow in Christ in, in 2022, friends, we need to, we need to quit uh, just being moving. We need to quit being in motion and have some progress in our faith. And we need to build our character instead of our reputation. And lastly, we need to value our spirituality much more than we do our re religious rituals. 
religious rituals are what has us in trouble right now in the United Methodist Church. Spirituality is gone, and religious rituals is more important. In the last 39 years, I've been preaching in a lot of different churches here in the United States and, and even in third world countries. In the third world countries, you have to be careful when you get on there and go up to the altar. You have to be careful because there's things that are up there that are sacred. The trouble of it is you don't know if they're sacred for God or sacred for voodoo. And if you touch the wrong thing and take it off, um, you get in a lot of trouble. People literally don't like you. And they're violent. And so Pastor Gessner Paul, my dear friend that I went down there with so many times, he would always say to me, don't you worry about taking the things off. I'll take them off. That was perfect, huh? I didn't have to worry about letting them get mad at him. <laughs> and they would. And they did. I've been in churches here in the United States where you walk in and there's no semblance of being in a church at all because we don't want to offend anybody. I've been in a, the, what, the very, I think I've told you this, the very first church that I served. Um, wanted to have communion because they hadn't had communion for over a year. And I said, okay. So we did communion intention-wise instead of handing out the bread and the juice, you know. And the, the matriarch, uh, the woman who was in control of that church, came up to me afterwards and said, you ever do that again like that? I will not be back in this church. Touched her spiritual, uh, religious rituals desperately, didn't I? And, uh, and I was stupid and young then I said Ida uh, I said uh, Ida I, I think that's the way we're going to do it every every time we do communion <laughs> she came back the next time too we became great friends I remember walking into a church one time and, and um, somebody had done something to the cross up in front nothing to hurt it but to enhance it oh it was a flame they put a flame up it was during Pentecost and this prominent family member came out who had their relatives had built that cross you know how that goes yeah you know what I mean and he said to me he said if that flame's not off that cross next week I'll never be here again I said oh come over and tell them tell the senior pastor that and the senior pastor with grace in his heart and love in his heart looked at his friend who had known for over 20 years and he said well well John that church right across the street from you uh, Brethren Church, they'd love to have you come there. Yeah. Yeah, I could go on and on and tell you story after story um, uh, that uh, just would blow your mind. And you know it here. Of course, we don't have um, icons like that here that we see as more important than anything else. Right? Right? <laughs> come on, guys. Right? That's right. Oh, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Things have become um, holy or sacred. Uh, robes or candles or incense uh, holders or, or beads or pulpits or how we do the order of worship even, you know, and, and when we do it and everything. And chairs. Chairs. I, I just love this, this sanctuary because there's no chairs with your name on it. You know what I mean? I went to a church one time, and the, this guy and his wife sat in, that, in this one pew in the back, 
They sat there for all of their life. And the church was never really growing. <laughs> and the, they could sit there. It didn't matter what time they came, everybody knew that that was their chair. Their two seats, you know what I mean? And, and uh, the church started growing and people started coming in. And they didn't know whose seat belonged to who. And one morning they got there just a tad bit late and this couple had already sat in their seat. And they're standing behind them. They're standing behind them, flustered. They don't know where to go. There's seats all over the place. But they don't know where to go. That's their seats. So I walked up to them and I said, do you want me to ask them to move? I would have. I said, can you guys move these people? This is their seat. I'm stupid. But he said, no, I remember plainly. She said, no, we can sit someplace else today. And then he told me that week, he said, they'll be there much earlier next week. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? And we do that in the church today. We have all these things. Uh, I, we need to understand that these are not the elements of the, that gives us spirituality. There's nothing wrong with them. Don't hear that. It's all good when it's up here. It's all good. But up here is not, not the defining factor. It's down here. The spirituality that helps us grow has to come from here. You know, these things up here that we talk about, that, as I, 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 I always say, it's that social um, uh, suitcase that we carry with us that, you know, you can't, uh, almost all churches believe in the same thing we believe in, but their social ethics uh, are different. You can't wear a dress, you know, you can't, you can't comb your hair um, the wrong way, you can't wear lipstick, you can't do this, you can't do that. It all has nothing to do with Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Amen? <laughs> I went to a church one time that was a, <coughs> it was a contemporary church that literally on their, on their um, uh, advertisement and everything about them, they said, uh, they said uh, <clears throat> come as you want to. Dress however you want. So they were famous for coming, people coming with shorts. Some people with hot shorts. Um, which didn't distract anybody. <laughs> I'm sorry. <clears throat> they dressed differently. Uh, and uh, at that time, Phyllis had me in a shirt and tie, a coat and tie, everything. You know, that's supposed to, she only relented. You guys are lucky. She only relented a couple years back, about 20 years ago. And, um, and I quit. I, had, I didn't have to wear a shirt and tie, but I went in there with a suit on. And the, and the lay leader came up to me and said, oh my, oh my, you can't dress this way. But no, I'm not kidding you. They said, you can't dress this way. Please, undo your shirt, take your coat off, and take that tie off. So they weren't come as you are. They had no, their social principles were you dress like we do or you're not welcome here. One, one guy, do you want me, I can go on with this for a long time. One guy said to me, one guy said to me, he came up to me and he says, okay, uh, everything's fine, everything's ready, but here's the issue. If you don't have a singing at 10.55, I don't want to be responsible for what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine? I didn't know if he was joking or not, <laughs> but I didn't take a chance. Listen to verse 40 again. Jesus was, was that Jew who worshipped 
But Luke defines his spiritual life by saying, and the grace of God was upon him. Our, I, I'm going to say this as gracefully as I can. I need you to hear it. Our rituals, our religious aspects of who we are, are no substitute for God's grace. They're not bad. This stuff up here in our head is not bad. Don't hear me saying that. But if it's not the, connected to this down here, if this is not... Our problem is this, this runs the business. This runs the church. No. This needs, needs to be from our heart. Amen? And we need to grow in that area, each one of us. It's the difference, my friends. So... <coughs> Uh, how can we accomplish this in 2022? Um, becoming more like Christ. Well, I hope you hear what he's saying to us. Um, value progress more than just movement. Grow in your faith, in other words. Um, worry about your character more than your reputation. And indeed, my friends, become more uh, spiritually minded from your heart than religious minded from your head Jesus, Jesus said it I wouldn't walk across the street for a cup of religion he said it in many different ways amen? amen let's pray together God help us help us as our prayer today as we think about growing in our walk with you especially as we start a new journey here in 2022 help us help us to be intentional about that growth aspect of our lives. So the next year when, when this crazy pastor stands up and says, hey, did you grow? I can raise my hand and say, yes, I did grow spiritually. I don't care if we're, we're in confirmation class or, or younger than that. I don't care if we've been in church for 60, 70 years. Just a year, it doesn't matter. Lord, help us to grow. Help us to grow. Use, um, uh, use this time of worship to be the igniter for that growth where we, we get to hear your servant play such great music. We get to see your servants do their ministry for right here in this church and for that internet life out there. We pray you'd be with all those that are pushing those buttons and adjusting everything. Gosh, Lord, help us to not just see movement in our lives, that we're doing something. Help us to see progress of sharing your gospel and your grace. And help it to come because we're growing as individuals and as a body. It's our prayer. It's our prayer, Lord, for 2022, that we would grow just a little closer to you doesn't have to be a giant step, just a little closer so that we can sense your grace, your hope, your peace, your joy, your love in our lives. Help us, O oh Lord, is our prayer to know you better. We pray this in your son's name, that holy child, Emmanuel, that God that is with us. We pray it in his name today. Amen. 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 Praise God. Let's start living our